Welcome to Day by Day Insights, where we share stories and bring joy via honest and down-to-earth discussions. We are your hosts, Lachelle Marlowe and Femi Onamusi. Join us as we explore real issues that affect everyday people in short but exciting episodes every Wednesday. When work stress becomes chronic, it can be overwhelming and harmful to both physical and emotional health. You can't always avoid the tensions that occur on the job. That's why today we're going to be talking about steps to manage work-related stress. And I'm here today with Lachelle. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Day by Day Insights Podcast. This is definitely a topical situation Mm -hmm. and one that we probably need to continue to be mindful of. Uh, because we, it is, like you said, a tension that needs to be managed because we are multidimensional people with a lot of different hats that we yeah, wear. Yeah. And you can't always converge everything. Mm. So how do we you know, continue to thrive and manage all these competing issues in our lives? True. And uh, to test whether or not we have the, the right skills to mm. be talking about this. I'm going to mm. ask you this question, Lachelle. How long have you been working for? Oh, gosh. Do you know? Yes. Um, I've been working since I was seven years old. Oh, don't say your age because now we, we, people are going to figure that out. No. because How many years have you been working for? So now you're going to say how many years. Oh, my God. For? Then, then they'll definitely which, figure out. Which is absolutely, why I said, don't say no. That. It, it, it doesn't matter because I'm 22 forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I remember having a, a paper out because my brother didn't want to do it anymore. That should have been a clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just managing, navigating, you know, your way through the world of work, your professional development, your mm-hmm. sense of identity. Yeah. You know, these things can just be put to the back. But, you know, like you said, a key about it is having the skills and the insight to navigate mm-hmm. so that way you can stay safe mentally, physically, psychologically, you name it, and be able to be a healthy resource for your family mm-hmm. and your colleagues, your neighbors and friends to tap into, into and them. pour back into. Into them. Yeah. Um, I started, my, my first job was when I was 16 mm-hmm. um, and I worked um for about six to eight months before I then got into university. Um, and from the moment I graduated till, till now, um, that's almost yeah 18 years. So mm-hmm. I've been in full-time work for 18 years, um, discounting you know when I started working at 16. So um, basically I have 18 years worth of experience mm. in terms of what, what you know, um, co- causes of stress for me mm. in the workplace and um you you have you know tons of experience of, yeah, of being yeah. in full-time work as well this is true so i think before we start talking about how to cope with work stress we should probably from our experience share mm. some common workplace stresses so mm. what are the things that in your last 20 30 years of work even though i'm still only 22 even though you're only 22 Absolutely. In the last 30 years of you working, <laughs> what are the, what would you say was your number one stressor that just gives you stress? Mm. 
my first one would be working your way up the chain, low salaries, mm. absolutely low salaries. And I think it's not about the money, but it's your ability or inability to provide for your key priorities in yeah. life. And it is about the money, mm. you know, as you can be as passionate as you want about something. If that is your primary source of income mm. and it's not covering what it needs to cover, that's a huge stressor. You Absolutely. know, I can see that being a problem. Uh, I think for me, one, my very first encounter with work stress was, you know, working in professional services and we were doing 18, 19 hour days. So I think for me, excessive workload mm. would be my first workplace stressor, excessive workload. We were just, you know, there was a period of almost nine months where I was working 18, 20 hour days every day. I, Th and that's just recipe for burnout. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that the time uh, that one is expected to contribute is just completely, it's uh, inhuman. Yeah. It's inhuman. And I, I would question to say how productive can your workforce be if that's the expectation you're managing to set? Oh, the shell don't even get me started. But you know, yeah. let's that 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 yeah. that was the culture at the time. Mm. You know, that was the culture at the time. Well, hopefully, things have moved on. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it's a, it's a whole different generation now. Absolutely, um, so, yeah, things things have have changed. So, what else would you say is a is a workplace stressor? I would say limited opportunities for growth, of advancement. Mm -hmm. You know, depending on what your goals are, your professional and personal development, you want to be able to know that there's a pathway, um, a succession plan and opportunities for you to, to grow and contribute to wherever environment you're in. Yeah. And when there is either no clear pathways for growth or development or advancement, or if it's not laid out very, that can be very disempowering. Yeah, yeah, very, very discouraging as well because mm. you, you're just, you feel like you're in a thick cloud yeah. and there's no clarity around what the future holds for you. So I totally get that. Um, I think for me, uh, and this is maybe tied into that, uh, mm. would be work that isn't engaging or challenging. And for some people, that might be like, oh, you know, you get to have a, an easy ride, you know, mm. just sort of lays around. But actually, depending on what phase you are in life, True. it can be very stressful to you, especially if you have a clear vision of what you want for yourself in the future yeah. or you're working towards a particular goal uh, to be involved in an unending amount of work that has no engagement, mm. that's not challenging. That That can be very hard, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I would I would say there's a key bit that stood out and resonates for me, depending on your phase, because mm. it's not that you're lazing about sometimes. But if you have other stressors or other aspects of your life mm. that require, you know, maybe more intense levels of care and attention, then maybe not having that burden of having to operate at 150 percent or operate completely in a super zone for certain times and chapters in your life may lend itself to being able to be more and yeah. showing up more in other areas. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Uh, another one I would say is lack of support, mm. like social support, either Absolutely. from your uh, colleagues 
or from your um, superiors. Mm. And you know, I had I had an interesting meeting um, not long ago where one of my superiors asked me a question. He said, "For me, who would you say was your guardian angel at work?" Oh wow! And you know, I've never been asked that question before. And I said, uh, "Well." Until the moment he asked me, there was one person, um, and I said, but no one until that person. And that was because that person was, you know, in, in less than three weeks of meeting me, she was looking out for me. Oh, she was, you know, um, like a career coach. She was helping me navigate the journey. And I could, you know, I could tell that this person, even though there was nothing in it for her, was looking out for me. Um, and that just really makes you want to bring mm, your all into, into into the workplace. So yeah, but so imagine not having that. And I have been in work situations where there was zero support. I wasn't close to anyone, so I didn't really have peers that I could engage with. You know, going top wise, there was no leadership or seniority who people more senior who really cared. That can be quite discouraging absolutely mm. and and I, I have to tell you 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 really hit the nail on the head for me uh, and you reminded me of something my grandmother used to say you catch more flies with honey mm. and I think that's really important when you understand the power of your greatest resource yeah your people yeah and you learned you know that either have structures and systems put in place or have amazing interactions with you know people along your journey that's so that's so empowering and it can light a fuse for your productivity yeah yeah, yeah. And so so before we go into like talking about the maybe steps to manage um stress that's a bit of a tongue twister steps to manage stress okay are you gonna do a rap, rap song mm, yeah <laughs> in your dreams <laughs> uh, so <laughs> before we talk about that um, and I, I think between us we have what combined almost 50 years work experience oh, gosh don't say uh, that too loud i know right? <laughs> but i feel like between us we can come up with a few um examples of steps that we've that has helped us cope Absolutely. over the last combined 50 years so you're 30 my almost 20 something must have worked yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. we still wouldn't be in paid employment this is true but before we go into that what are some of the effects of uncontrolled stress in the workplace and i think the reason it's important mm -hmm. to mention this is some people don't realize that they are suffering from the effect of work stress. Mm. So hopefully <clears throat> we've given the causes of the stress mm -hmm. and hopefully some of those examples we've given that it's by no means a comprehensive list, sure. but that, that was a list from our, you know, as you can see, um, from our own experience. Um, what are the effects? Definitely a stressful work environment can contribute to problems. I know I used to suffer from headaches and I never, unless I was under stress, mm. um, you can have stomach problems and mm. sleep disturbances. I, I remember a very painful time um, when I was absolutely without being hidden bullied by mm. someone who in, eventually oh i remember that her. was it was the most she who should not be named absolutely mm. <laughs> I, I i was i i was yeah, violently that, was, that was a tough time that it was it, it yeah, was really was be, really bad you know and 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 i i, I remember <clears throat> i will never forget i'm gonna show you 
what ground zero looks like. For wow. someone to say that to an American after nine one nine eleven was just it, it was just unconscionable. Mm-hmm. But but I, I I had all kinds of issues in my body. I had developed superativa um herbiva where you got these bumps that come up. It, it was that had to be surgically excised. It was very scary and I had to find my voice and mm-hmm. courage. Um you can and as a result of that, um, you know, I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Um I became short-tempered because I felt like people were after me, and it was just yeah. very disturbing. Yeah. And I, I couldn't concentrate. I actually had to take time off of work. And and that just reminds me, you know, reading, researching different things because of stress and different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, people take time off work. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest costs to you know the economy yeah. uh, when it comes to human resources and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I compl- I, I don't think there's anything I want to add to the effect of stress Mm. from everything that you've mentioned because yeah i completely agree with all of those things and i think for me my own example or my own effect my biggest effect has been migraines i just Mm. once i start to have recurring migraines uh, my husband says yep there's something stressing you out there's just something and and because i only experience that when i'm stressed and it's really bad migraines Mm. so um, and, you know, one has to learn to listen to our, we have to learn to listen to our bodies. Our body is the most amazing organism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that is true. Like you said earlier, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's definitely one to think of along with depression, potential obesity and heart disease. So it's definitely things we need to have need oversight to have. over. Absolutely. So what, what are the steps <clears throat> when you started? So if we go back to that example you gave about the, the lady the one who shall not be named, who, and I, you know, haven't been your friend for almost 15 years. I, mm. I remember that was a really difficult time for you in terms of how your a superior can bully someone mm. so badly. Um, and um, now that, you know, that, that was almost 10 years ago. Gosh, so you've, yeah. you've really come a long way. I've mm. seen you stand up for yourself. Mm. I've seen you, you know, draw boundaries and stuff like that. So, you can't what? shut me up now. <laughs> Someone's a power ranger. So what would you say is your number one go-to solution for managing stress, work-related stress? Absolutely. So definitely would be, my first one would be tracking my stressors. Mm. That would be so important. How do you do that? Well, you, you look at where your stress might be coming from, and it helps you be able to respond to that. Mm. Maybe recording recording your thoughts. I, I'm new to the space of journaling mm. and just maybe capturing that so you can see your journey. Um, your feelings and your information and your environment, including like people and circumstances that are involved. Mm. I think that's you can't look to being problem solution oriented if you don't know where the problem is. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that. I'm an avid um, journaler. <laughs> Is that even the right? It can that, be. Uh, it can be today. Is that a real thing? Journaler. Journaler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's in Webster's. Yeah. <laughs> it should be. It sounds right. Um, I journal. Yes. Okay. Let's go with that. Uh, I have been journaling since I was sixteen, wow. and um, and my it's just it just helps me manage my emotions. So I totally get that. I've never actually used journal journaling to track my stressors so that's Mm. a very that's a very good point Mm. i just use it to record my thoughts and stuff like that but actually 
um, because I'm recording my thoughts, my emotions will yes. naturally be conveyed. So if I were looking back, maybe I would get a sense of difficult days and, and you know, and stuff like that. So no, that's a good point. I hadn't Beautiful. thought about that one before, but yeah, good point. Um, my one is, um, and I think you've sort of alluded to this, um, developing healthy responses. Mm. Um, and I think that, again, just comes from experience, right? Um, once you find out you're stressed, being able to have a solution. Mm. So I know you've talked about finding the cause of the stress. Um, I've actually never really explored that before, but that's mm. a good point. I usually just try to find a healthy solution yeah. to that. So um, not necessarily... if to the, the 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 cause of the stress which is work related mm. sometimes it's usually okay um uh you go for a walk um some people go for exercise i'm not a, an exercise bunny like that and um, i know you've picked up yoga oh man um, i do lots of drinking of water mm. um and recently um i i just distressed by sort of watching um tv or something not tv I just, you know, watch a series or something that just gets my brain not working mm. <laughs> as a way to sort of distress. And, you know, in the morning I, I do, I listen to my Bible because that, that's my way of just really starting the day, the day right. So that those are the healthy responses, as it were, that I used to, to sort of cope with stress. Oh, I, I think the key word is healthy and finding what works for you. Mm. Um, and, and leading on from there, I think one of my areas is establishing boundaries. Mm. I, I grew up with... Oh, that's a powerful yeah, one. Yeah, I, I grew up with this saying, I'm too blessed to be stressed. So an emergency for you does not equate to an emergency for me. <laughs> and I tell you, I had to really grow in that. And I still am growing mm. because... You have to respect yourself and your time in enough. order to meaningfully to enough. Yes. yes, contribute to other people. And I like to do things well. Mm -hmm. And if I'm stretched too thin or if I haven't put boundaries in place, yeah. then you can't really achieve that. Mm -hmm. So I went on I'm always going on some courses and and you know, in in putting boundaries in place, you engage with people, you clearly convey what those things are because you can't expect to them to understand that Correct. if Correct. you haven't communicated that mm. and and pushing back with love and care maybe sometimes a part of the establishing those boundaries is mm. asking questions someone is asking you for something mm. you need to make sure to convey to them okay what do you need yeah where can you get this information or this resource from other sources yeah and that reinforces your boundaries but also letting other people know that you care about what they care about yes and, and this is a very powerful point i mean i like to think that i'm very good now at establishing boundaries but my first inkling into the idea of doing that or even doing that well was with my first employee mm. so <clears throat> i hired this guy a few years ago and um, he asked me he said um, do you want me to have a fixed launch time period or um what's your preference so i was slightly taken aback because i come from consulting space where you you well you know you have a lunch break but it's not defined mm. so i was like well 
it doesn't really matter to me you're entitled to an hour's lunch break you know you can so do whatever you want and he then said well I prefer to take my lunch break at a fixed time. Mm. I prefer to go out for my lunch break. So I will not have my lunch at my desk mm. and I will take my lunch an hour every day. Um, I'm happy to move my lunch time. If there's a deliverable, if there's work we need to do, I will move that. He worked with me, my company for three and a half years. Wow. And every day at his lunch time, he will pick you know put down the phone put everything down and he will leave the office for one hour and he did that every single day mm. if there was work and you know, things were busy and he couldn't take his break until three o'clock three o'clock he'll down tools um all right for me i'm gonna go now and he'll leave that that taught me something mm. number one it taught me that he respected his time enough mm-hmm. and it also taught me that i had to respect him because he had communicated that Absolutely. he had made that clear and he wasn't being difficult or anything like that that's why he asked the question so now i do that you know in terms in the workplace i always ask questions i say things like i don't work on sundays um, uh, I, you know, when I, I get home, I need to spend time with my kids. If you need me to, to do something, I'll, I can pick it up later. So I start defining those things. And once I define it in advance, I can be flexible. I can be, but when you know what my boundaries are, then you, you learn to respect them too. You know, I, I'm, I'm quietly jumping up and down because I think that is a fantastic example of how a, your employee recognized his needs. Mm. He needed that time. And he taught me something. Absolutely. Yeah. And that goes really nicely into one of my core areas is take time to recharge. Mm. So in that hour, he knew he was going to work hard. He was going to give all his best. But because he was looking for, I'll have some time to recharge. Mm. And I think that is so, so important and can be potentially productive powerfully productive mm-hmm. when you say, okay, I need to step away. I need to, whatever that source is for me, my recharging is doing a guided meditation or just staring out. Mm-hmm. I just need to not have my mind. I listen, even when I'm sleeping at one point, my sleep, my sheep mm-hmm. in my sleep, were counting sheep. Mm-hmm. So I just said, you know what? I need to fundamentally change something and you can, my brain never switches off. Yeah. So I know how important it is to recharge, to regroup, go find whatever your thing is. Okay. No, I love that. I really love that. And, um, yeah. What about vacation? Oh, I'm what, what's your, what's your view of working on vacation? I know this is like a, you know, what, what's your, I think, I think it is totally ridiculous. <laughs> And I know, I know it's, it's, I work on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to respect each other's (laughs) choices, but I appreciate you are an employee and you're an employer. So to some degree, the buck starts with you, Mm. but I'm like, what on God's green earth is the purpose of downing tools, having your time to recharge. Cause all you're doing is going back into that framework without really 
giving your body and your mm. mind and your heart space true. the that opportunity. But I know needs must, and I've done it before. Yeah. Um, and I also do something wonderful called staycations because yeah. I the, the headache, the stress of planning a holiday that you need another holiday for. I, I just <laughs> I just can't be asked. So I like to staycation. I have my Netflix. I have my time. And, and cause, listen, my house is my castle. Mm. So why on earth do I want to run away from it? Because we're at work all the time. We can't enjoy it. Mm. You know. So so I have very controversial concepts of vacations. Of vacations. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave that one because otherwise I think that's another podcast on its own. Because <laughs> I love vacations. But anyway, let's let's leave that one. But actually, the, the thing you, I wanted to piggyback on something you said about um, uh, sort of taking a break from things. And I well, one one very little thing I did a few years back was I set my phone on Do Not Disturb. So from 10 p.m. until 7 a.m., my phone is on permanent do not disturb. And it has been now for about five, six years. So if anyone you sends me a message. did not send me that memo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it just won't even show up on my yes, phone. So yes. I wouldn't even see it. That's good. And I also developed a discipline of not picking up my phone after 10 p.m. That's good. I mean, it will be there. I just won't pick it up. And because it's on Do Not Disturb, any messages to me wouldn't come through um, until 7 a.m. the next morning. That's and good. that means any work-related stuff, I'm not going to get it. And on Friday, I leave my work phone in the study. Mm. Um, and it stays there until Monday morning. Absolutely. Sometimes I check Sunday nights just to see if there's anything to get myself prepped. Because that helps for. minimize stress. It helps minimize yeah. stress. If I feel like there's a lot of work, then I mm -hmm. want to check. Because otherwise, yeah. I'm just going to spend all that time worrying about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so this has been... I've really enjoyed talking about this, Lachelle. Yeah. But what about you? Did you... I, I, I found... Or are you stressed? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm very calm thinking about my next staycation. <laughs> we hope that you found uh, this episode of Coping with Work Stress valuable Please, we invite you to subscribe, like, and comment. Let us mm. know how you feel, how you cope with stress. What are some of your potential stressors? Mm. And, you know, share. Yes, please do share. Yeah. Well, thank you, as Lachelle said, and we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, review, and share.